This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. It's been a long time since we had to chat with you. Lots to do. Super Bowl, NBA, trades. Oh, my goodness. I hope you have enough time to get the show in. That's the number to join us on this Monday night edition of the show. Along with Gordon Damer, we're here until midnight. Oh, yeah, by the way, Brian the Brain and Jake the Snake with us as well. You can hit us up on Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPNNY 98 underscore 7 FM. Hey, Gordon. Larry? Larry Hardesty? I remember you. Uh, I remember you too, Gordon Damer. How are you? Uh, I'm wonderful. I'm doing fantastic, Larry. I'm having a wonderful day. I had a fantastic weekend. Mm-hmm. Everything is coming up roses. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah. Everything was great. Great weekend. Wow. Super Bowl was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It got me the nice combo because remember I told you that I had bet during yep, the yep, season right. that the Rams yes. were going to win the Super Bowl, uh-huh. but I felt very good about the Bengals going right. into the game. Mm-hmm. So getting the Bengals plus four and a half, that cashed. Uh-huh. The Rams won the game, that cashed. Oh. And I just so happened to have a couple of dollars on Cooper Cup for game MVP. So it was oh. a very profitable weekend. And wow. then we come into Monday, which, you know, Mondays are a little tough sometimes. The sometimes. Knicks are playing. They're playing mm-hmm. the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And they pulled off the what I thought might be impossible. They lost to the Thunder, Larry. And <laughs> it's just further evidence that the Knicks at this point, the season's over. Yep. The team is terrible. Yep. They need a massive infusion of talent. And the yep. best way to do that is through the lottery. Well, I, I would feel that way with you. Uh, but the NBA doesn't always help the Knicks when it comes to the lottery. That, that, that <laughs> much is true. I need some ping pong balls, and we don't get ping pong balls in New York, Gordon. Otherwise, we'd be sitting. You know who we'd be sitting with? We'd have well, I don't know if Zion Williamson would be good. Maybe he wouldn't be hurt if he was here. But you know, the talent that we get is not exactly ping pong ball worthy. That's my concern. That's true. We have not had a lot of luck in the past. No, that means that we're due, Larry. We're due for. That is a better road. I get it. There's not any, There's no guarantees in life. There's no mm-hmm. guarantees in the lottery. Mm-hmm. Something different is a better option than what we got right now. Because this, it's almost inconceivable to think that after the magical run of last year, mm-hmm. that even before this season's over, officially, like completely done, that mm-hmm. they would have been able to wipe out every piece of goodwill every piece of like hey this is good that's good I feel better about the direction of the organization I like the coach Julius Randle is this different guy now and they've taken it and they've it's almost like a piece of paper that you're done using they've crumpled it up and they've tossed it in the the, the waste paper basket it's unbelievable it really is it really is and over these past let's say the past month uh Tom Thibodeau does not look like the same coach, Gordon. No, he does nothing, not look like the same coach. Nothing is good, and when you put up, you, you know, you draw up the list of, uh, of problems, he's clearly one of them. He definitely is. He's definitely one of them. And there's a couple of plays tonight where it's obvious. Uh, in his post game, he just talked about one play where he <laughs> fell asleep, <laughs> Gordon, because he called the timeout and didn't realize it was the last timeout and. He said it was his mistake, and I'm just like, I mean, come on. There's so much to talk to. But uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk a lot more about the Super Bowl than the Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, Larry. Me too. (laughs) 
And, and I sent Gordon an email today that I thought would make him very happy, and I'm not sure that it did. We'll explain all that when we get going next on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at ESPN at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. We're here until midnight, then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7. Gordon, I know we have to talk about the Knicks, and, and let's go ahead and do it. I know people are just irate at what's happening. But here's the thing that's really, really ticked me off about this team right now. And that is, they just, there's just, everything is wrong. They don't hold leads. Alan Hahn had an incredible stat. Yes, I know the one you're going to give it to me. Minus 50 in the fourth quarter the past six games. Minus 50. Minus 50. 50, Gordon. That's not all defense. That's offense, too. (laughs) That's offense, also. They're not good. They're not good. Well, They're not good. Uh, it's the bottom uh, line. They're not good. It, it might be Valentine's Day for another hour or so, but with the Knicks, it's Groundhog's Day. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 it's it's the same thing over and over again. It's the same story over and over again. You pull your hair out watching the same things over and over and over again. Um, tonight, you know, Randall with the most empty triple-double you'll ever oh. see in your life with seven yes. turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitchell Robinson was was active again, was, was a force, especially on the boards. Yeah. But um, between Toppin getting eight minutes, Reddish getting eight minutes, quickly getting a, a, a shot drawn <laughs> up for him. He was 0 for 7, Larry. I know. And it wasn't like, oh, it was just a bad night for him. He's eventually going to hit. He's been in this this slump 10 games 12 games I mean I don't know how long it's been it's been a long time that's not the time to say hey you know what let's draw up a play for him and he was coming <laughs> off the bench three and coming off the bench as well Alec Burks I, I don't understand why every possession it just feels like the Knicks just dribble the ball mm-hmm. and then eventually we'll take either a contested shot or if it's Randall it's a fadeaway shot with the shot clock winding down and again this isn't against a good team. This isn't against a mediocre team. This is against a banged-up Thunder team who stinks. Yep. They are essentially tanking the season. They're not trying to, as an organization, they're not trying to win. They're 18-39. Nope. and 39. And, you know, for a while there, the Knicks were kind of just kind of hoping to hold on to something reasonably close to 500. They are now eight games under. They are now 25 and 33. And this season, I'll be honest with you, I hope they don't win another game. I, I hope they don't win. I hope that at this point they realize, you know what, we're just not that talented. We're just not that good. Everything that happened last year was a complete fluke, and it's two years in now. And it's not the way you draw it up, but we got to start from scratch because this is going no place fast. And you know what, Gordon? Here's the other thing, too. And this is not an excuse for the players. And I know that Julius Randle was asked about it and he mentioned it, but I think it's, 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 it is part of it. Gordon, Thibodeau has got to change this. He's banging his head against the wall. These players are, they have no legs in the fourth quarter by the minutes he's playing them. He's got to do a better job at getting some other people in. They've got no legs, Gordon. They are exhausted. What what what, what did Randall play? Randall fouled out. Otherwise, he probably would have played fifty minutes today. It's it's crazy. Uh, it, it just feels like you nothing. Know. Every every single thing that went right last year is gone. gone 
Yeah. And and even things that were not factors last year that necessarily were positives, those have also gone wrong. It's just it's just amazing to me. And, and we weren't together during uh, the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that comes and goes and they don't do anything. It's just that this is. Well, you know what that tells you? That tells you that nobody wanted anything they had. Right. Without them making it worse by attaching exactly. picks onto it and that type. Exactly. That would have been worse. That I'll give them credit for that. At exactly. least they didn't make some sort of panic move because that's how you really get yourself into trouble. But, no, this idea that we came into the season thinking the Knicks had established something in year one. Yeah. It, it, it was they all us. Fugazi. It was they magic beans. That's they what got it was. Us. It was like Cinderella with magic beans. They got us good. Yeah. They fooled us. And, and maybe themselves, <laughs> because I'm telling you right now, this team is going nowhere, Gordon. You're right. Let's let's play for the lottery. And people have been saying it for months. Gordon, I now agree with them. After the All-Star break, play the kids. Play oh, the kids. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see Redick. Let me see. Let me see, you know, McBride. Let me see Toppin a little bit. Play the kids. Play the kids. Put them in the rotation. Expand that that rotation. Because you're not going anywhere this year, Thibodeau. No. You're not. No. You're not. So just expand them. All the starters can play to one. And the fact that you let R.J. Barrett stay in in a game that was gone. Oh, gone. Then, of course, a perfect example. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong. And even things you wouldn't expect to go wrong, those also go wrong. I mean, why would you? Why? Uh, and he comes on afterwards going in the postgame. Well, you know, stop. It was a minute left then. Get him out of the game. Why are you playing them in the- Why? Why? And it would be one thing if the Knicks starting unit at some point this entire season had exhibited some sort of mastery that you'd say, you know what, these are the guys that I'm right. You know, sometimes guys go through slumps. Sometimes mm-hmm. things are not working. But you go back to what you feel like you can count on. Yes. There's been no point at this season, at any point, that the the Knicks starters are. You were saying, "Oh boy, what what you know?" This starting unit really matches up well against the other the other team. Mm-hmm. They're uh, it's just it's they're they're going absolutely no place. And uh, I likened it to you know like if you ever have like a, a store in town where the old place closes, and then mm. you hear something is going to go in its place, and you're mm-hmm. you, you, oh wow they're going to have one of those oh that's interesting blah 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 like a couple of years ago in my town that there was a building they said they were going to make a Trader Joe's and everybody oh mm-hmm. there's going to be a Trader Joe's nearby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then like you know six months goes by a year goes by and, and nothing's happening that's the Knicks the Knicks are that store they have now wasted two years. Because last year, it was a magical run. We all yep. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was something to, 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 um, to watch and, and take part in. But now you realize that that season's over and there's been no progress. This, this team is, is nowhere closer, really, to, to where you want to get to. Unless you finally say, hey, you know what? Grimes is going to play. You know, Grimes is playing a lot anyway. But Toppin's mm-hmm. going to play more. Let's get McBride involved here. Let's get the young Cam Reddish. Get let's mm-hmm. get him fifteen minutes a night at least. Yep. Uh, that's the only path forward at this point. There's no question about it. And I'm going to be honest with you, Gordon. I'm just telling you, I'm in no rush to see a Derrick Rose. I'm in no, no rush to see him. No. Why am I going to waste him this year? I'd rather him be. I'm, obviously, you want him. To, you want to see what the injury is. I get it. You play him a little bit. But Gordon, I'm not. He's not the savior coming back. I'm not in a rush to see him come back. 
And that's this what season is me. done. That's what worries me is that I feel like that, they're, what are they, two games out of the last playoff spot? Yeah, yeah. Even as poorly as they played. Think about how yes. poorly they've been, and they're still only two games out. So they'd, they'd almost have to fall off a cliff, which is not really – if you lose to Oklahoma for a second straight, uh, second time this season, that's not mm-hmm. out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But they would, almost have to, they would almost have to be like five out. Like what's the number you think that in the Knicks' mind that they're out, that they're out of it? Because they don't think they're out of it right now. Well, you know why they don't think they're out of it? I'll tell you next. To be honest, I thought our defense was the issue. We scored 123 points. So, but we, you know, we couldn't get any stops. And the ball was in the paint the whole night. And, um, you know, that's a problem. But, uh, you know, and again, you know, offensively, you know, if you're scoring that many points, you should you should come out with a win. So, you know, we got to fix our defense. Tom Thibodeau on the latest Nick loss in overtime to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hardenstein Damer till midnight on 98.7 ESPN. Before we get to the phones, Gordon, I'll pay off the tees. Here's the reason why they still believe they have a shot, many people probably in that front office, because they go out and they beat a team like Golden State on the road. And they say, you know, see, there's, there's, see, we can do it. See, we have, we, we could do it. There's, there's, there's still that little bit in this team. Look how we do. We just got to tighten up some things. And that's the problem. You don't have to tighten up some things because this has been consistent all year. You've been a three-quarter tease. Fourth quarter, you don't know how to finish. And we all know why, Gordon. We all know why. Ladies and gentlemen, repeat. Because you don't have a point, point guard. guard. That's the reason. Until yep. you get one, you're going to have the same problems. That's why Julius Randle has seven turnovers, because he's not supposed to be handling the basketball. It's, the point guard's supposed to be handling the basketball. You go there. No, you go there. Stay there. Oh, it's unbelievable. So frustrating. Yeah. So frustrating. Uh, and the uh, stat on quickly, according to uh, Fred Katz, who covers the Knicks for uh, the Athletic, mm-hmm. uh, over his last 16 games now, quickly mm-hmm. is shooting 28%. Oh. And he was 0 of 7 tonight overall, 0 of 5 from 3. And I know what people might say, well, he had a really good look. Of course he had a really good look. You think the Thunder don't want him to shoot? You think the Thunder are going to pressure? No, they want him to shoot the, the shot there. And, and sure enough, it didn't go in. And why, was, why wasn't why was the play for either Grimes or, or, I, or Fournier? I I, I, At least they were hitting some. Yeah, I don't Better know. than 20-some percent. <laughs> it wouldn't be Coming hard. off the bench cold. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard. I mean, quickly, quickly play in the fourth quarter, hardly at all. It's it's um, it's not great. And and I, look, Ugh. there's a lot of things that that worry you about the the way things are going right now. The fact that it's clear that after last year, we all all of us who said Kenny Atkinson, Kenny Atkinson, Kenny Atkinson, I think pretty much all of us said, you know what, we were wrong. Tibbs was the right guy. Now you're starting to see why we were all saying Kenny Atkinson. And, and it worries you because then you think that, like you were saying, well, you know, look, look, the, war, the win against the Warriors. We can beat that team. We can get back into this. There should be a moment of clarity where they realize, you know what, this is, this is kind of what we thought they were going to be last year, Larry, right? This yes. is what, maybe not yes. this bad. Maybe they would, they would threaten for that last playoff spot, but like basically they're doing. this. Yeah, <laughs> like right. they're doing. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I think they would have been a little bit better than what they are this year, but yeah, basically. Basically, this is what they are. This is much more cl- closer to the, the real yep. uh, talent level on this team. So either I think at this point, 
It's, well, look, here's the bright side. I would give you the bright side. Two, one of two right. things is going to happen. They're either going to play the kids more, which benefits them in the long run, or right. they're going to keep going with the way they are, and they're not going to win any games, and they're going to be in the lottery. Uh, they're not going to play the kids more. I think they're going to keep going no. the way they are yep. because they're going to try to get into the play-in. Yep. And that would be the worst thing. And to that's me, getting into the do. play-in and losing right away, that would be a disaster. And they're going to end up in the, and then they'll miss the lottery. <laughs> right, exactly. That would be to to get that last spot. That would be an absolute disaster. You know, it would be. All right, let's go to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Spike is in St. Pete. He's up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hi, Spike. Well, first of all, I hope uh, you guys and your wives had a wonderful Valentine's Day. And as we're approaching midnight, uh, this day can't get over fast enough. <laughs> I said it, you repeated it, Gordon, and that's because we're either both dumb or, and I don't think so, we have great minds. That was the emptiest triple-double I've ever seen. I told Brian on the pickup, on the third turnover in the last three minutes, why don't you throw it into the 10th row? And, and then he gets fouled. He is such an empty numbers hanger. And I don't blame him. Larry, you're right. He was spent. But you know what? Did I, You guys know me, and I know you. We knew exactly what was going to happen there. And I, if I could see you, I know you're nodding your heads. You knew exactly what was going down. You knew the kid at the end was going to miss the two free throws. So you put in the coldest guy in the building, and I'm watching, and the crowd is excited about that. This team has regressed, and and the odd part is Atlanta is, is, is nowhere this year either. They've lost four out of five. It's embarrassing. Gordon, how many times I tell you, we look, we talked when you were on Saturdays, how much we looked forward last year to every yeah. game. Yeah, no, it was we, fun. we just looked, we looked Right, I should listen to Booney. He says, listen, the Knicks, you know, until they get rid of Thibodeau, we didn't want Thibodeau. But this was this was the worst loss, and they deserved to lose. We had a dollar for every time we said this is the worst Knicks loss, boy. We'd be, we'd be millionaires by now. Yeah, but let me tell you something. I know my NBA, and you guys know your NBA. I looked at that starting lineup, and until I saw Derek Favors, I didn't know who I was looking at there. Until I heard wow. some yeah, background that was, on that. Yeah. This is the most nondescript team that has 40 draft picks. You saw it coming. My God, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for those days. I'll make you laugh again, Larry, for Emmanuel Moutier. And, no, and you're not. No. No. How do you, you know, I'm watching Julius Randle. And, I mean, my God. It's so predictable. He's got to be leading the league in fourth quarter turnovers. I mean, it's just, just it's so sad to me. You know, uh, I saw 10 points, Gordon. I know you made some money last week. I hope you said 10 points on the Knicks. No way, man. No, no I, said, <laughs> I stayed away. I stayed away. I had a very good weekend. I like seeing the balance be as high as it is right now. I didn't want to risk it, but, yeah. Seeing the Knicks, I saw it at minus eight and a half or minus nine, and I, there was some. Uh, there was there was a there was a little. Uh, it was it was taunting me a little bit. It was taunting me, but yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, take part tonight. It went to ten, and the money line precipitously dropped because they had that youngster come on before when Allen was in the ball with uh, Monica, and it went from five. 
thirty to, to, to four hundred. Someone made a killing tonight. Listen, this team stinks. This team has had the worst year. The coach is the wrong coach. The players, Larry, you made a comment to me in a message that uh, it looks like they're trying to get rid of the coach the way they're playing. I don't know what they're doing, but could you put the kids in already? But I'll tell it's you, boys, as long as they're, it's not happening it's until not happening they're five games, five games out. I'll let you get the other guys in. I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. But this was this was the killer of the killers, and we knew what was coming, and we should be ashamed that we get bothered by it. And I'm, I'm the worst one of you all, you know? Terrible. I hear you, Spike. Hang in there, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon, I got two things before we get back to the phones. Uh, in this game, okay, so Spike's right. The, the, the young man misses the free throws for uh, OKC. Like, they get the steal. They have the lead. They have the lead, Gordon. They find a way. I'm like, hey, okay, they're going to luck out. They're going to luck this one out. Mm-hmm. And then on the sw- – because – Thibodeau's right. The defense is brutal. How do you allow, how do you keep allowing uh, uh, Mitchell Robinson to be switched out away from the basket, knowing that one, two or three dribbles, he's going to be on the end. He's got to, he's going to be behind the player and they're going to beat him to the basket. And there's nobody there. You, you can't, he can't be the guy that's out on, he can't be the guy that's on the, on the, on the perimeter. He's got to stay close to the basket. And there's so many things like that. There's so I'm many like, things that you, happen repeatedly, doing? repeatedly happen. And you think, okay, at some point they're not, they're not, this, they're not going to let this keep happening. If I can see <sighs> it, right. Sitting on my couch in my basement, miles away, they're going to do something to ch- No, no change. And this was not the worst loss. Portland was the worst loss. Ah, uh, well, I mean, we could do a whole show. You know, yeah. we're looking ahead to Portland the NCAA little... tournament and, and what we're going to do for the NCAA tournament, a little March yes. Madness. We could we could compile a list, it feels like, of the worst Nick losses of the season and uh, have a pretty, yeah, a pretty right. robust bracket at this point. It would be. It would be. But for me, that was the worst one because they were up by almost 30. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the worst one for me. Taj is in the story. Taj, you're next on 98.7. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, happy heartbreak, Valentine, to all Knicks lovers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taj. Yeah, basically, yeah, we, we do have the team that can go to the finals, but maybe to NCAA because we got three dookies. Nah, they don't, they don't play good enough defense to make the, to make the finals of the NCAA either. So, yeah, basically, I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, Nick's been three-quarter team for a decade. For decades, I mean, it's, it's not only this year; they've been three-quarter teams for decades. I mean, uh, as a fan, that's all you remember. They're always in the game to the third quarter, and uh, but no times they were. And thanks for the phone call. No, they weren't a three-quarter team last year. They yeah. were a team that hung around, right, yep. Gordon? They were a team yep. that hung around and found a way to steal games in the fourth quarter. Maybe it was a, uh, you know, it, it was tough defense, and you know what? And they knew they had to play tough defense, Gordon, because they knew they couldn't score. Yeah, uh, and that was the thing. They they would bring it from the start of the game. They didn't have – I mean, I'm sure they had some let, get, let down games that kind of escaped your memory now because yes. time has passed. But mm-hmm. more times than not, they were they were there and ready to go, and they weren't the most talented team. But they played hard from the start of the game. They played hard throughout the game. They played defense every single night. All of that, like everything else from last year, has just been erased. It's just gone. And I don't know where it went, but it's gone. (laughs) 
it's gone. And 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 it, there's no remnants of it that you see it coming back. No. No. Well, look, see, that's the real problem for me is because now I feel like this is the team. This is this is what I was expecting yes. last year. Mm-hmm. So now that I see this, uh, now I'm like, okay, now this makes – yes, last year was a beautiful dream. It was enjoyable for all of us. We all got sucked up in it. We all probably had way too high expectations going into this year. But now reality's kind of set in, and you realize that this team is not that talented. Nope. And you're going to have to figure out a way – to, to add more talent to this team. And it can't be waiting to the summertime and trading Julius Randle for something because that's okay. That's one piece. And, and are you going to package more talent along with him to get a better piece? Okay. Well, you're already kind of in a talent deficit as it is. So how are you going to fill those other spots? It's just, it's a very bad spot to be in right now. It really is because the um, and you know you hear okay we want Mitch Rich um, Mitch Mitchell Robinson we want you know we want R J Barry we, okay but you know I got to get rid of some of these guys too in order to add like I got to get rid of Fournier I got to get rid of uh, of Kimber Walker who starts out great and he plays in the first half and doesn't play again and he plays in the third quarter then you never see him again and then if Ale- if Alec Burks is going to play Gordon could you put him on the taller point guard. Why is the taller point guard being guarded by the shorter point guard? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another. Could you put Alec Burks right? on yeah, him? At least a, Burks a... is taller. Why, why, is, why is this kid from, from Australia who had a triple-double is looking over Grimes? I mean, how many, times, that, how, how many, how many times has that happened? Where it's a guy that you maybe you've heard of once or twice before, yep. but not really. Like you've, you've seen the name maybe, but you don't really know the guy. Uh, that happens all the time with the Knicks. Oh, I'm just – I'm just <laughs> – all I could think about Gordon was, I'm looking at this game. I'm aggravated, and I'm just thinking. Twenty four hours ago, I was having some wings, right? Enjoying a little football, a little action. Mm-hmm. Jeanette and her brothers were over. Three of her brothers were over. We we're watching the game. You know, Gordon. Jeanette has six brothers. It took me back to trying to get her to marry me, having to go through that. Going. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, at least they're on my not, side. Not easy. Oh, it was not easy. Especially it was one or two of them that made it very, very hard. And you know yeah. what? Her dad was like, and her dad. It's like you got through the six, and then there was her dad. Right. <laughs> and, and and they were not playing Nick style defense. I'm I'm assuming, right? No, no. no that would have been a lot easier to go oh, through. Oh, please. They they were playing. No, they they were. <laughs> They were playing they were, 90s defense. They were. It was very physical. <laughs> <laughs> it was very physical. Yes, it was. Oh, I, I felt like I was laying in the lane limp, like Michael <laughs> Jordan going against the Pistons. I felt that way sometimes. So, Gordon, I, earlier, let, let me take this opportunity to correct myself. Earlier, I gave the impression that Jake the Snake was helping out Brian tonight. Yeah, I don't think Jake the Snake is in the building tonight. Jake the Snake is not in the building. No, he was Will in the Nick game. is in the building. Will is in the building. Okay. Will is in the building. Will is new. Yes, I thought so. so. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give myself away there by saying, "Oh, Will, oh, who's Will?" But okay, right. no, no, Will no, is no, in no. the building. Good. Will is in the building. Will is hanging out with Brian, and we'll find out over the next couple of days. We'll find out a little bit more about Will. You know where Will comes from, what teams Will likes. You know. Did Will, much like Greeny, eat his chicken wings with a knife and fork on Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, we'll that is so on brand for, for Greeny. That, I, mean, <laughs> I don't understand like why created. people are so surprised. Yeah, I, I don't really know why. Know. That's like when people were surprised that uh, Snoop Dogg was partaking in before the, the performance. I'm like, yeah, that's what, you know, like, yes, of course. He that's was. his warm-up. His, right, Snoop Dogg, right. That's his prep. Exactly. That's show prep. That's how he gets ready, for the, that's how he gets ready to go on stage. Exactly. 
Takes the edge off. Exactly. <laughs> and look, it's worked. Right? Yeah, for- He's playing the Super Bowl halftime show. Let, let the man do what he does. Plus, he just bought a major recording group. <laughs> right. It's working for him. <laughs> He's all Leave right. Leave the man alone. You know, you know, in the words of Michael Kay, how's that working out? Exactly. <laughs> it's working out great. So go ahead and give me your thoughts about the Super Bowl yesterday. I, I agree. I understand people saying it was a boring Super Bowl. It was this. It was that. Gordon, for me, it was entertaining, which is all I want from Super Bowls yeah. because I've seen so many bad ones. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. When we were kids, Larry, the Super Bowl were blowouts basically oh, every single year. Now, I do was. think that people were kind of tacking this one on to the amazing postseason that we had yeah. of all the crazy games. It wasn't really that I mean, it was a close game, but I didn't feel like it was like that scintillating of a game. It wasn't played at that high of a level. I think in the end, it just came down to the fact that the Rams stars made plays when they had to. Cooper Cup, I thought, did deserve to be the MVP. He Mm -hmm. made the biggest plays to get the lead. Like for everybody who's bringing up Aaron Donald and the plays that he made, they were big as well. It's not to diminish those. But it was Cooper Cup who was making the plays to get them back the lead. It wasn't like they already had the lead. They had mm-hmm. to get that lead back. He got that big fourth and one. He had the touchdown. So I thought it did, he did deserve to be the MVP. But between Cooper Cup and, and Aaron Donald, those are the guys that stepped up. And for the Bengals, Burrow didn't have that great of a game. He did okay, but Jamar Chase was kind of a non-factor outside of that one big scoring play that they had that um, – there was a face mask in, in early on. They didn't really do a whole lot. They had that one opportunity when they got the touchdown to start the second half, and then they got the interception. They settled for a field goal there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you just felt like, you know what, that's really a missed opportunity if they could have got a touchdown there. But even saying that, the Rams, without that penalty getting called, that, that kind of bogus one, it feels like, yeah. they were looking at a spot where they were third and goal. So yeah. it came down to they, they needed to make a play there at the end, and they, their stars did step up when they needed to, and they, they got the win. So um, great season for the, for the Bengals. You hope that yes. they're going to be back, but this, was what the, this is what the Rams were built to do, and they got it done. Here's the thing, Gordon. Uh, in the fourth quarter, right, game on the line, no OBJ. There's no way that Eli Apple is anywhere near Cooper Cup. That's the one guy. You can't – he can't be the guy that beats you, no, Gordon. You have to not. scheme him out. He can't be the one. It's got to be some tight end. It's got to be somebody – it's got to be somebody else. It cannot be Cooper Cup to go consistently play after play after play and you don't scheme him out. There's no way. You can't – there's no way it should be that way. It can't and, be. And I'll be honest with you, for a good stretch to start the second half until the fourth quarter, probably about midway through, maybe the second or third to last drive – I thought the Bengals did a good job in the second half on Cooper Cup. I saw more shots of OBJ on the sideline than I saw of Cooper (laughs) Cup in the game. Yep. But then something changed, and I don't know if it's what the Bengals did. I don't know if it's what the Rams did to force the Bengals' hand to get Eli Apple on Cup. But, yeah, I mean, Cup kind of took over the game. And he was, to me, he was the biggest star in the game. And, and, And you could have made the argument this year that his performance offensively was a better performance than the quarterback, who uh, Aaron Rodgers, who won MVP, mm-hmm. but now he has a Super Bowl MVP, which I think anybody would trade that. A regular season MVP for a Super Bowl MVP, you take the Super Bowl MVP every time. There's no question about it. And I will say, boy, that Rams defense was advertised, especially in the second, second half, Gordon. 
Oh. They shut them down. They well, shut that was down. that. I, like when I was looking at the game, I took the Bengals because I liked the four and a half, and I was kind of thinking maybe the Bengals would have a shot, and they did have a shot. They sure. just couldn't make the plays that they need to. But the thing that worried you was the Rams' biggest strength was the defensive line, and the Bengals' biggest weakness was their offensive line, and it eventually came home to roost. I mean, the stat that everybody's been touting today between the regular season and the postseason, Joe Burrow was sacked seventy times this year <laughs> 70 so much like the Knicks after we said the the playoff run last year it's clear to everybody what you got to do it's clear to everybody what the Bengals got to do they got to go out and get some offensive linemen to protect the quarterback they do they really do they really do um and as you said and as everybody's been saying there's no guarantee Cincinnati's gonna be back there's no guarantee they should be they should but, be I mean this this but, you know, who's to say, does Baltimore have the same season they had this year? I don't know. I mean, yeah. what happens with Pittsburgh? You know, I mean, I mean that division is always been that, that black and blue. This the AFC North is the black and blue division of the AFC, you know. And, and so are they going to be able to, to find a way? To, I mean, everything broke right for them, Gordon. I mean, everything. remember, yep. this is a team that lost to the Jets during the year. <laughs> yeah, Mike White, right? Yeah. Uh, well, right. And, and the other thing is that, that would worry me if I were a Bengal fan is that the owner is notoriously cheap. Yeah, he he's going to get the value out of the quarterback right now because he's not making any money. But when the when the quarterback starts to become expensive in a couple of years, mm-hmm. are they going? Is he going to be willing to go out and spend the money? History doesn't show that. It really doesn't. Bruce is in Manhattan. Hey, Bruce, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, guys. Uh, the main thing I want to talk about is the officiating in the NFL. But first I want to just mention that um, I think I think Aaron Donald was the MVP of that game, although Cooper Cup certainly deserved it too. Uh, but that's not why I called. The reason I called is because why is it that the NFL is the only major league for team sports that doesn't have full-time Official, officials. The officials are full time. They made they are it full time a couple of years ago. They are now full time. Oh, they've been. Yep. yep. Well, full time. Then I can't understand it. I mean, <laughs> how come they can't train them properly? Well, Bruce, I mean, the, are you talking about the face mask call? No, no. The calls even got they were terrible both ways. Um, but uh, I mean, it would have been fourth and eight. In, in, in yeah. if there Look, wasn't this bogus call. Here, but, here's the thing, and, and I get it. Uh, to me, that's about nice you know, everybody was complaining about the face mask call, especially during the game where we're mm-hmm. all watching it in slow motion. If you watch it in fast motion, it goes by very quickly. Uh, if you need perfectly officiated games to enjoy the game, you probably shouldn't watch because yep. they're never going to be per- there's always going to be calls, and unfortunately, the technology has advanced to such a degree now that we can all see it. I I, th- I just think it's very difficult. Now, I didn't like the fact that the officiating seemed to change. Like, the whole game, they weren't calling mm-hmm. anything. And then the last three or four minutes, they're calling everything, including things that don't exist. That I don't like. But in terms of perfect officiating, you're just never going to get it. You never are. You just aren't. And, uh, you know, that's why you have to overcome it, Gordon. you got to try to make the plays, and you, you have to step up. You just don't know. You, you don't want to leave it in the officials' hands, but they were – Unfortunately, in that fourth quarter, they were all over that game. Yeah, they were. Uh, that's not great. And and even with the bad calls there at the end, and they kind of gifted a little bit to the Rams, the Bengals had their shot. You, two right. minutes to go, the quarterback, who everybody loves, a ball in his hand, yeah, they were at the 50-yard line, and he didn't get it done. Nope. 
He didn't. Had the opportunities. Didn't get it done. But we'll get it done. We'll get it done tomorrow following the Rangers, and you'll be good in the afternoon tomorrow. So we'll talk tomorrow, my friend. All right, Larry. Sounds good, my man. All right, that wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us. Brian, Will, thank you very much on 98.7 ESPN in New York. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.